one of the boys, the aristocrats now, said, eh, they're going to beat these village boys because them as aristocrats have better blood. The woman replied that his logic does not apply on athletic feudal. She said he'd do them good to be defeated by boys with more skill than training. Hello, novels and bits. Let's now. What's up? What's up? Okay, that's just me being all radio hosty. Oh, how fun now? How you day? So, um, it's a pleasure to come on today and just share our favorite things together. Stories. Okay, so, um, how are you, Jared? It's, uh, it's Thursday already and it always amazes me how much the week flies. I mean, I usually have all these to-do lists and let's say out of 10, if I get to done, I'm so grateful because what the heck. Oh, oh my gosh. It always, it's always like really fun appearing on the podcast and having a really fun chat with you. So I'm just going to dive into the podcast today. This is not one of the days I'm going to riff. <laughs> okay. And um, honestly, I hate to say this, but um, this story doesn't end today. <sighs> yeah, the thing is, there's so much of this story. It's like plenty of stories in one story. And if I said, let me take out some pieces, it won't be coherent. So I try to tell those stories inside the story as briefly as possible so that you can understand and flow with me. Do you get? That's what happened with this story. So this is Loving a Lost Lord by Mary Jo Putney. I'm going to put the name in the show notes. If I don't do it today, I'll do it on Monday. But you're going to say that. So, as it turns out, um, we started the story on Monday, yeah? And the whole summary of the story is that this girl discovers this guy in the sea, she saves his life, and then she lies to him that she's his wife, and then the lie is going on. Meanwhile, he's um, a duke who, you know, was supposed to, who they thought died in an accident, in a yacht accident, and now his friends are looking for him, right? So, we're going to continue that story right now. Also... I didn't really see any review today to read aloud because I said I would start reading reviews on the podcast, but I didn't really see any new reviews. So please, if you'd um, written any reviews, please just let me know. And giveaway is likely coming up. I, I really want a giveaway. Do you get? And I will do that. So please keep your ears on the ground and i will make sure you don't miss it this is not this is actually not a what do you call it a dangling fruit i'll be careful boy bait it is not a bait please excuse my ebo it's not a bait you get i it's just been on my heart to give away sense and it's just been like when is the best time to do this how will i do this and stuff like that but it's gonna happen regardless let's continue with the story so loving a lost love by mary Jo putney pat d Okay, Adam's memories were slowly coming back in the sense that he was dreaming about it, but it just felt like images from a movie. He just kind of felt that he was in that movie, but it's not coming together yet. He dreamt of being at Westerfield Academy as a boy and teaching the other boys how to toss an opponent onto a bed. A tall woman with a strong presence entered the room and announced that the boys would play football or crickets with the village boys since there weren't enough of them in Westerfield Academy to form two separate teams. One of the boys, the aristocrats now, said, eh, they're going to beat these village boys because them as aristocrats have better blood. The woman replied that his logic does not apply on athletic feudal. She said it'd do them good to be defeated by boys with more skill than training. Do you understand? 
I love Lady Agnes. We do know this is her in Adam's memories. Adam felt he was among friends, like even in that dream. Just like that, Adam started to dream of his lost memories. He recognized faces and some places, but he didn't get to hear the names. Like you just hear friend, man, like they, he didn't, they, they didn't call out somebody's name in that memory. So it was hard for him to make, even know who to ask and stuff like that. Now, once Adam felt better, he followed his money routine, and one of them was sitting on the carpet on cross legs. He got into meditation automatically, and afterwards, he washed up. He was sure that his meditation practice was a behavior that he did in private, that he hid away from others because he felt they'll find they'll find it odd. And then, as he was going through his day, he was wondering, hmm, what other happy patterns would show up? Now, Adam carefully explored the house and grounds, like of the Hartley Manor. The thought he was a sea captain struck him. Even if he wasn't, Adam knew in his bones that he was someone used to giving orders. Maria came to check on Adam and found him gone from his room. She found him at the stable. Seeing him in her dad's clothes made her emotional because at first she just looked at him turning around the corner and thought it was her dad. And then she, when she saw it was Adam, but she was in tears. But Adam comforted her and then he stroked her head in a friendly, intimate way. Being a husband came naturally to Adam and it amplified Maria's fears that, oh, more, this man might already be married. They spent more time together and we're quite Quite comfortable in, in each other's company. Adam rested often. When he'd regained enough strength to do his husbandly duties, he pulled onto the bed, he kissed her. Maria sensed his commitment and belief in them as a couple in that case. She stopped him before they could go far. She came up with an explanation that they hadn't known each other for a long time before he left. She needed time to know him afresh. Although Adam would have just preferred the biblical knowing, he agreed to Maria's request. From spending time together, Adam and Maria found that they were both blonde people. Maria was open and honest about the kind of life she'd led before coming to Hartley Manor and Adam appreciated the honesty like she told him how they moved around often you know there were guests at different manors and parties because her father was good at playing cards but then even though the noble women used to dash at things they didn't really want her to associate with their sons too much because she's a lowborn I mean we can be nice to you because of your dad but no we don't want to have you as a daughter-in-law a sister-in-law anything just don't be anything just be good company come and go that was quite ouch so you can see why she treasures the fact that she has Hartley Manor so much do you understand and based on everything she was saying Adam had to ask her why did you not choose a penniless husband like him like me do you get Maria was like oh you had prospects I wasn't worried and then he now said but why did I have to go away she's like oh you do some secretary work for the government she was just so evasive then as it because this is a walk they had taken so they came upon these wild gardens and it's wild is overgrown it's not attractive and it occurred to Adam that he actually could make this place he could turn it around and make it into an attractive site meanwhile Adam's friends they hired the salvage ship and crew that will retrieve the enterprise so they could investigate on the cause of the accident. It was a little challenging. And after a minor accident or call that left one of the divers unable to dive, Will Masterson volunteered as an additional diver. Will Masterson is one of Adam's friends. Apparently, he grew up in the West Indies, this Will Masterson person, and he could swim almost as well as he walked. All these lots have really interesting backgrounds. I'm pretty sure they have their own books too. Who would like to hear the stories of the other lots? Like, you know, there is Lord Randall, there is Lord um, Keckland, and there is Will Masterson, Lord, I think it's Major Randall actually, Lord Masterson and Lord Keckland, and then the two others that are not in the country. So who would like to hear the stories of the other lords? Just let me know if you'd love to. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so after the ship was successfully pulled up, they opened the wreckage of, you know, the ship that exploded, and then they found one of the dead crewmen in there. So the cause of the explosion was discovered to be the boiler. It looked like it had been tampered with before the yacht went for the test run. In, in conclusion, I think you're thinking it. The explosion wasn't an accident. As more and more memories of Adam surfaced through his dreams, Adam discovered that he mostly mingled among people of high status, but he didn't know his own status. He consoled himself that at least he knew he was used to giving others and that he had good friends. When Adam was stronger, Maria showed him around the estates and he rode horses. It was clear that Adam had great horse riding skills and he knew a lot about agriculture as if he were a duke's land steward. Mm, land steward, okay. He knew things about crops, which breed of pig fattens quickly, which cow gives the best milk. He just knew details like that. Now, Adam wanted to enter the village and Maria, she tried to prevent it. Like, oh, are you sure? You're not strong yet. Right. She's like, Adam, tired of sleeping. Let's go. Ugh, she was just dreading introducing him to the villagers as her husband. It just made things more complicated. She was the owner of the largest property in the area. So it made people too interested in her business. However, she finally agreed to take him. On their way to the village, they encountered young boys taunting and throwing stones at a poor scared dog. The dog was ugly and it was a stray, but it was cruel to treat any animal like that. Like, I am very empathetic towards animals. I'm like, when I am more stable in this life, I will have a pet. <laughs> oh, so anyhow, I really felt bad about this stray dog and this thing. So Adam actually interfered you know, got involved. He scolded the boys thoroughly while Maria took the dog in her arms, like carried dirty dog into her arms. I was like, ah, babe, you know the fear disease? That's what, they adopted the dog and Adam named it Banu. He just knew that Banu was the dog's name, Q. This, that's the name of the dog he had in his childhood. Apart from the village gossip, Mrs. Glasson, no other person approached them in the village, although they still glances at them a lot. Maria introduced Adam to the vicar, you know, the one she initially liked, and then to Mrs. Julia. It was Mrs. Julia that showed them that Banu was in good condition, like, check the leg of the dog. It wasn't broken, just covered in death and injury, and said, uh, the dog just needs a bath, and as you people, because you people carry dirty dog. Very good. The more Adam recalled bits of his memories, the more vulnerable he felt. Maria was ready, like, she was completely ready to accept him as has if he truly never recovered his memories as for that supposed wife that she's trying to respect she she's like that supposed wife can move on over time more that the, and after all it's not her fault that they did not have a way to get in touch with that supposed wife do you get for the meantime adam and um maria kept getting closer and then they shared so many kisses and touches but maria always ensured that they didn't cross the line of no going back what do you think by the way like, I've always wondered what other people thought about this. If people touch and kiss, but don't truly do the deed, is it easier to forget about ever being physical with them? Or are they all the same thing, whether it's foreplay or going all the way? What do you think? Like, you can answer that question. You understand? Like, the question of what you think about crossing the line of no going back and just maybe kissing and snuggling and stuff. You can answer that question on my DM. You know, I'm, I'm there on Instagram. You can DM me. You know, you have my number on WhatsApp. Okay. So I'd, I'd really love to hear what you think. So as time went on, Adam and Maria started sharing a bed and they got involved in more amorous acts, but that was all there was to it. Adam was a good lover and it made Maria wonder who he'd practiced with and if Elma was his wife. Like, good lover in terms of just really kissing and touching and stuff like that. Now, like, because they haven't done the date. So Maria hoped for the first time, you know, just really enjoying Adam's company and seeing how they were slipping into this domestic lifestyle. She hoped for the first time that Adam never regained his memories and lived with her as a husband. But as she thought it, she's like, oh gosh, that was a selfish thought. I shouldn't think that. Meanwhile, 
Adam asked my real questions because of the memories that came up in his dreams. Like, you know, he asked, oh, I just saw this. Do you know about this? Like, there's this saying. And she could not answer because she does not know. So she has to repeatedly tell him, we did not know each other well before the accident. Oh, you get. So you hadn't mentioned all these things to me yet for me to know. Maria hoped he would just Kokuma regain the memories. Maybe then let him have a future that you get. But it didn't seem likely. She's like, see it, whatever it is, let me just enjoy whatever time I have with him. It is good for it is better for me. So after investigations went on for a while, Adam's friends narrowed down the suspect to an engineer that wanted to make that assassination look like an accident because only an, an engineer that would have done that boiler known, okay, this thing settled for disaster. He wanted to make assassinate Adam and make it look like an accident. So who was this engineer? That's who are we narrowing down as this engineer? Out of all the crew, the only the only still two people missing, Adam and a fellow named Shipley. For their final attempt to find their missing friend, Will, Randall and Kekland, they brought him up and then they deliberated on the islands that the body could have turned up at. They now split up to cover those places and when they were done scouting, they planned to meet up at, you guessed it, Hartley, the place that our Adam is at, go, go, go. So, as for Adam, in the process of erecting the garden for Maria and getting constantly dirty, he didn't think he was a gentleman. Huh, as if death on a person's body determined whether you're a gentleman or not. He was quite content living as Maria's husband and walking with his hands. He didn't think he was missing out on a bright future just because he'd lost his memories. He ensured that Maria didn't see the garden while it was under construction. And he only brought her there for picnic when it was ready. Even blindfolded her. So cute. And then they had dark luncheon. Dark luncheon simply means reaching for items in the picnic basket while blindfolded. And then you eat it and guess what it is. Oh, okay. What's this thing I'm touching? Hey, what's this? You know, eat it. Be like, oh, is this what? So they had a lovely time together. And it's this dark luncheon is something I really want to try myself. Oh my gosh. I Because it's also like, it sounds excited. Yeah. So they had a lovely time together and then soon enough they started kissing and you know this is a, a garden that is an enclosure like it had some walls and it was private and you know passion and everything heated up with all the senses and awareness you know how romantic books can make this thing and then Maria just decided herself to just let, let me just do the deed with him and obviously by doing the deed with him she was exposed to be a virgin and when it was done it was nice everything finished well but um was like, eh, is it that we did not consummate our marriage before now? Like after, did you get? So Maria, with tears in her eyes, had to confess that. See, until the day I put you out of the sea, I've never seen you in my life. Adam felt as if he was punched in the stomach. Ah, I have intense feelings for this woman. How is she not my wife? Maria had to now start explaining that she was lonely. Then Judge Buck was disturbing her. And then it seemed as if it was her grandiose that brought... Uh, Adam to her. So the, all those things had just led her to tell him that lie. She had also meant to give him an ankle. Now that ankle was gone. Adam felt he was nobody and it was terrifying. He wanted to leave the man out the next day so he wouldn't be a beggar at her table but Mara refused. She was like, no! She said, see, we're friends. And then he was like, but why would you give your virginity to a stranger? Maria was like, but we're no longer strangers and I really don't care about the consequences. By this, she was only thinking about the whole moral code of, oh, you've defiled yourself, this is that. Adam was like, ah, what if this consequence include child knee? She was, ah, Maria was like, oh, whoa. she did not think of that. But Adam just offered ideas that, ah, even if you're pregnant and I've gone, you can say that I, this thing, you can say that I died and you'll be a respectful, a respectable widow. And then he's like, don't worry, I will never return to complicate your life. Maria had to cry out, I don't want you to leave. Ah, 
So it, it, this was like painful for both of them because Adam just felt sad. Instead of outrageous, he wasn't like, you lied to me. He was just sad because it's like, I God, I trusted this girl. But he still liked her a lot. That was a problem. So for that reason, he's like, ah, God, I'm still attracted to this girl and I still like her regardless. It's like, okay, uh, let's let's go to Gret, um, Greta Garden. Apparently, it's a popular spot for Lopez. Let's go there and marry. So Maria wanted you to. But she's, she now said, but you call, what if you are married? Adam said, ah, he had not considered that possibility. So Maria was like, but you're handsome and kind. Surely you have a woman in your life, perhaps even children. Maria had faith that since he's been dreaming of his memories, that they will come back. Until then, they shouldn't act rashly. They will eat this. <laughs> They'll regret their lives for this. <laughs> Sometimes acting rashly might be good though. So, meanwhile, Maria pleaded for his forgiveness. He said it was too soon to forgive her. And I just like this honesty. He didn't rush to be like, oh, I forgive you because you were kind to me. You know that whole thing where you're grateful to somebody for something and you're trying to be too nice. Meanwhile, you feel like backing their head off. Like, he was just so genuine and it's so real and relatable. However, he added that if she had conceived, whether I have wife or children, I will just still marry you so that that child will not be legitimate. And... If I remember that this child and this children and wife is this somewhere, I can live and I can say I died. He tried to make room for all the possibilities. And this is sad because these guys were just having passionate moments and joy and, you know, becoming all domesticated. And all of a sudden, the whole thing they felt has just been turned into passionate sorrow. They slept in separate rooms that day. I mean, these are people who were already sharing a bed and stuff. So, Will arrived in Hartley the next day. This thing just happened today. Hartley, I am. Will arrived the next day. Ah, Adam's friend, Otto, down. He's in town. His other two friends were to join him there, like um, Kekland and um, Randall. He found an inn, like a suitable inn, reserved rooms for himself and his friends. Will had been the most optimistic about finding Ashton alive. Like, Ashton is Adam. I said I'll either call him Adam or Ashton. Ashton is his title. Nobody calls a duke by his first name. You say Ashton, you call him by his title. But just based on the fact that he was in Maria, he was just Adam. But right now, his friends who know him as Ashton, they're in town. So sometimes I'll say Adam, I'll say Ashton. I'm talking about the same person. Thank you. So after reserving room for himself and his friends and, you know, thinking, oh my God, I've been so optimistic about Ashton being alive. But now I have to accept his dead. So in the morning... When Will asked the girl who served him breakfast, like the person serving at the end, if anybody had turned up like a physical body now, alive or dead, had turned up along the coast, there has there been any drowned men in the past two or three weeks? The girl shook her head. However, she mentioned that Mrs. Clark's husband washed up on the coast, you know, on his way to her. I thank God though, there was thankfully no dead bodies, it's just Mrs. Clark's husband. So Will had asked more questions. Ah, was it a boating accident? Like he didn't ask thinking this could be uh adamo he was just normal inquisitive was it a boating accident uh they say the girl said it was not all and uh, in fact this mr clark is new to town he's unknown among the locals so will i had to ask the girl uh, please can you describe this mrs this mr clark and sure enough the description fits ashton so we boated out of the inn straight for hartley manor now at hartley manor Mary and adam Maria and Adam, they decided to continue acting like a married couple in the presence of other people. But they ceased all touching after that day at the garden. They decided to be friends since they liked each other and got along. While they were having breakfast, you know, 
that day. A maid came to announce Will's visit. This has been two days since that day at the garden where, you know, Adam deflowered Maria. So Maria felt a chill, like the kind of chill that her granny Rose used to talk about. Like, you know, something's about to happen. She felt like grabbing Adam's hand and running away, but she had to breathe it, like let him face Will. And sure enough, Will was like, oh my God, Ashton. So Adam recognized Will from his dream. So he believed Will when he said he'd known him for 20 plus years and thought he drowned. He caught him up on their foundation, like how they all messed at Westerfield Academy with four other boys. So Adam was clinging tight to Maria's hand the entire time, like... Yeah, the only anchor I know, so I'm holding you tight. So he had to introduce Maria and then he introduced her to Will as his fiance. This is the one who, who hadn't yet confirmed that. Okay, I confirmed that he'd forgiven that, that I could be friends. But, you know, because of everything happening so fast, he had to be like, she's my fiance. Do you get? And Maria guessed he did this thing just as a shield. Do you get? She actually got understood. So Will confirmed um, Adam's identity as an enormously wealthy duke. He also confirmed that Adam is not married. Yay! And he and Maria were stunned to learn that Adam's actual name is Adam. To think she just come up with it. So Maria felt distant from Adam because now she knew he's such a big deal in this society and she's not. She's like way beneath his station and all that. As for Adam, he didn't like the idea of being a duke. It was also rather strange to have someone explaining his life to him. Oh, you went to school here. You you live like this. And he's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> she's like, you're telling me about my life. That's so weird. He had hoped that he, had hoped that he would recall his memories by himself. His only close relations were his father's first cousin's family. Like, you get. So, that's his cousins who are more like his second cousins. Hal and Jenny and their mother and Georgina, the only family Adam had. You know, has. So, his uncle Henry died a while back. So, Adam didn't think this cousin Hal would be happy to see him in life. He, he, that's what he told Bill. So, Hal was meant to become the eighth duke, but with Adam's return, no more. So, it's like, oh, this guy would not really be so happy to see me in life. We'll confirm things like, yeah, don't worry. Hal is a cool guy and it's okay. And he also confirmed that, oh, Adam, you're well liked in the society. Or rather, Ashton, you're well liked in the society. You like working with your hands to build a steam engine or to garden. So at least it correlated to him gardening and everything. And he was a much sought after bachelor. Kirkland and Randall were to arrive that day and Mara invited all of them for dinner that night. When Adam's other two friends were informed that he'd been found and was engaged, <laughs> Randall instantly disliked Maria because he thought she was a fortune hunter. Kekland disagreed. Will, like the Will Masterson, you know, he's he he used to have a wife, but she died. You know, he, both he and his wife had fallen in love at first sight, and it was a grand romance. Maybe this was the case for Adam too. Will said it was just nice to see Adam in love because Adam didn't seem like someone who liked women. He used to keep everyone at a distance, even his close friends. Perhaps not having memories made it easier for him to open himself up to Maria and fall in love. Whatever the case may be, Randall wanted to take Adam back to London and away from Maria's clutches. Maria suspected that Adam's friends would think of her as a fortune hunter, so she went all out on the dinner to prove to them that she was comfortable, of course. She wore her fanciest dress, found her dad's best suit for Adam to wear, and set up accordingly. This particular thing was funny, because Adam was like, dude, do we have to do this? Like, you don't have anything to prove, like, that... I'm pretty sure I don't have anything to prove to my friends. And no, I mean, she, she was like, uh, you don't have anything to prove, but I do. Do you get? Like, you have to cooperate, mister. Like, women. So, we was the only one who smiled at Maria when they arrived for dinner. The other two were more interested in seeing that their friend was truly alive and well. Randall was hostile towards Maria, while Kekland was neutral. 
the friends talked a lot about their memories with Ashton. They had all been at Westerfield Academy and to university. Ashton went to Oxford. I don't know where the others went to. During the holidays, he often stayed with his uncle's family. So that was mostly his growing up years. Maria didn't pretend to be anything other than who she was at dinner. She told them when they asked her how, how her father won the estate, she's like, oh, okay, you know, that my father had been a camp play, um, a, a game stand, stuff like that. So the discussion reminded her that, ah, I need to write to my father's lawyer as well for the formalities involving the inheritance. Obviously, because Major Randall has been finding occasion to pounce on her. He, he pounced on the fact that her father, ah, you saw your father had been a game star. Ah, I've heard of Charles Clark. He wasn't an honest player. He, he, he literally, like, roused Maria's anger. So Maria had to be like, you would apologize for calling my, like, my father was very good. He was a very good player. He just played against those that were drunken and did not know how to play. So instead of those men to say that they do not know how to play, they are trying to blacken my father's name. Oh, he apologized. <laughs> Randall did not want to. She was like, you apologize or you will leave my house. You cannot apologize. You cannot insult my father in my house. You understand? <laughs> we had to kick his leg under the table and, you know, Randall had to you know he reluctantly apologized it was a supercharged moment and maria was so cold there his friends were able to talk ashton into returning to london the reasoning was that okay if you're in a family environment your memories will return quicker maria prepared herself to like oh let me say goodbye now oh god this is going to be so painful but ashton was like i am not going to london unless maria is coming ah! so to travel to london maria needed a chaperone and uh, you know she's you can't travel with four three men yeah four men four men and that was where Mrs. Julia came in. Adam had initially said they should marry. Like, in, to Adam, he's like, oh, but if I marry, you don't need a chaperone. And everybody has been like, no, his friend protested in Bazon. Uh, you never know this girl. And this girl, and Maria protested in Bazon. Uh, that's just too soon. Like, they all had a different reasons, but everybody protested it. So Adam couldn't just marry Maria. They get just so that he could take her without a chopper and he's like okay you'll get your friend julia but adam's main reason is shot <laughs> i want i want this girl finally that was adam's main reason low-key he's just trying to find a legitimate excuse but you know that didn't work out so at the end of dinner banu came in that's a dog now and once his friends had the dog's name they reminded ashton of his former dog who was also called banu he was also an ugly dog like the present banu banu meant the sun in Hindustani. Seeing this, Maria knew for sure Adam's memories will return. Like, he takes all the small, small things and she's like, oh, okay, his memories are going to return and he's not going to need me anymore. Ah, that's harsh. After Maria left the men to their own company, they got into the specifics of the yacht explosion and told him how they suspected a murderer, a murderer at work. Ashton's best bet was they tried to kill him. Like, okay, when they're like, oh, why did they try to kill you? Adam was like, okay, they prep Ashton right now. They try to kill me either for the fact that i'm half hindu because that's a problem to many of them that he has hidden blood gosh some people or if it's not trying to kill him for being half hindu or a rival steamship builder wanted to destroy the competition because you know adam's into steamship building so ashton also learned that he was an excellent shooter you know his friends told him about it it was like you rarely miss and you're also deadly in hand-to-hand combat it's so funny you know having people tell you about yourself (laughs) Oh, poor guy. So, Marianne Will took a walk, you know, Will, the friendly one. And, you know, she told him how she found Adam. They took a walk along the sea coast, like the banks and the shore. 
Will was amazed that Adam survived such rough waters because, like, was the water rough like this the day you rescued him? Uh, Maria was like, it was rougher. So when Maria mentioned, some people was like, how did he survive? Maria was like, when he first came to me, he said something about retreating to a corner of his mind to preserve himself. Will understood it was Hindu practices like Adam's daily meditation that probably saved him. Maria didn't know that Adam meditated daily. She felt foolish. So Adam was also trained in warrior arts while he was in India. So was why he'd been able to throw Judge Burke across the road, even in weekend states. So he'd been someone that been built up much in different ways. So Will told Maria most of Adam's background. Like, what she had to ask him, why are you telling me all this about, you know, his Hindu practices, his warriors and all that? He's like, yeah, you know, just that I approve of you. It's just in case you become Adam's wife. And Maria saw Will and saw an ally, like, okay, at least this is friend is on my side. So another important reason why Maria wanted to go to London was to meet with her, her dad's lawyer. If he was uncooperative, because she's, she's like, he's not answering any of my letters. Perhaps her new friend, Will, who obviously has influenced Lord Masterson, he could help her. She didn't even think, oh, this guy would help me. She just thought about her new friend. Like, she didn't think Adam would, she, you know, she's just trying to disconnect slowly just in case so julia agreed to go to london as maria's chaperone because it was it was an all expenses paid trip under extremely comfortable conditions and she also wanted to see her grandmother when she hadn't seen in years julia just needed to avoid society because she had a past she was that she was hiding from and wasn't willing to face so randall took ashton out after breakfast the next day for some shooting practice i mean all his friends were just in his face all the time after this after finding him alive and it was so cute they get so Ashton was still a good shooter, and the Alton also allowed for some bonding time between Randall and Ashton. So three days before um, Adam and Co left for London, you know, left um, Hartley for London, Maria was often with Julia, her friend, trying to amend the clothes they would wear in high fashion London. Like Julia had to bring out the old clothes she had from when she was married, and although it's the style wasn't the latest, but the fabrics were rich and the colors were all good, so they started, um, you know, kind of um, what did what do you say, like amending them, right? Uh, so that they could wear it in London and look like their notes from the country, yeah? So Adam was mostly with his friends while Maria was with Julia most of the time. So, And also, I didn't mention that Adam had long dark hair, yeah? completely exquisite. Maria's period came, confirming she wasn't pregnant, so at least they didn't have to start thinking of the whole, oh, what are we going to do now that you're pregnant or not pregnant? Adam didn't like that the entire trip and expenses were covered by his friends. I mean, he was like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on my money and stuff. Maria told him, come on. I just have this feeling that you've helped these guys a lot in the past and you're just happy to return the favor, which is true. So receive help sometimes, okay? Nobody wants to know of Adam's amnesia, save his close friends and family. The trip to London was swift and pleasant. Ashton's London house was very grand. Apparently, it was the largest private house in London. Even Ashton was surprised. Like, ah, I get money rich like this. He hadn't been expecting that extent of opulence. The major thing Ashton was hoping for was time alone with Maria to just talk and hold her and, you know, love with everything. Adam had mixed feelings when he saw how easily Maria settled into the Duco residence. So he, obviously, he's still having some issues trusting her. He liked that she settled in well, but it also reminded him that she was a good actress because she acted as if she was invited to the Duco residence all the time. It was her first time being an honored guest in a Duke's place and stuff like that. Actually, Maria was feeling the class distance between her and Adam more and more. 
you get. So now that you're in London, new adventures await them and you know, discovering of lost, long lost families and so much more. And to really, tr- okay, to catch on, well, if Maria and, um, what's his name? Maria and Adam will be okay. You have to tune in on Monday and we'll complete this gist. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Have a good evening. If evening I finish this, God bless you. See you on the next episode. Please don't forget to return review the podcast that's all okay bye-bye bye-bye for now